We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Setting our gaze upon Jesus, fixing our eyes upon Him. Jeremiah turned his eyes heavenward toward God and, and thought of God's character. And as a result, he became hopeful. Look what he says here, verse 22. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. He says, it's through the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. As you've navigated the pandemic and unrest in our world over the last year, where have you fixed your gaze? Has it been on your social media feed or preferred news outlet? It's been a year full of fear and division. But as Pastor Dan will explain in today's message, our God is merciful and strong. And if you fixed your eyes on Him, You've had peace and hope even in the midst of all of this chaos. With all the uncertainty, He provides steadfast ground to stand on and the promise of rest in Him. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Lamentations chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Lamentations chapter 3. Well, the book of Lamentations was written by the prophet Jeremiah, and he wrote this book immediately after the destruction of the city of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. Uh, the destruction of Jerusalem and Judah was the, results, the result of God's judgment upon the nation for their ungodliness. And Jeremiah makes that very clear here in Lamentations, that this is uh, the judgment of God. Uh, In fact, in Lamentations, he doesn't mention the Babylonians once uh, in this letter. He speaks of, of this being God's doing. He knows it was the judgment of God against his nation for their rebellion and for their refusal to repent and turn back to God, even though Jeremiah warned the nation for over 40 years that judgment was coming if they didn't turn back to God and repent. Uh, And so he's clear about that. Uh, In Lamentations, in this book, Jeremiah, uh, you know, he walks the streets of his city, Jerusalem. He sees the destruction. He sees the death. He sees the suffering of of the people. And he, he lamented. He mourned his nation. He mourned his people, and what has happened to them. You know, Jeremiah is sometimes referred to as the weeping prophet because he wept for the nation. He was brokenhearted for his people. In the Gospels, Jesus is compared to 
Jeremiah the, the prophet. And when we read the Gospels, we see that Jesus also wept over the city of Jerusalem for their refusal to receive him. Uh, we're told in Luke's Gospel, for example, that as Jesus uh, drew near to the city of Jerusalem for the last time on his way to the cross, that when he saw the city, he began to weep over the city. Jesus was heartbroken for his people, just like Jeremiah was heartbroken for his people. Uh, on another occasion, Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath their wings, but you wouldn't let me. Jesus wanted to protect them, and care for them, just like Jesus wants to protect us and care for us. But there are many people that won't allow him to, that won't respond to him and, and receive his protection and his care. They refuse. They refuse him. So now here in chapter 3, we, we actually, uh, we, we made it to about verse 20 the last time we were together. And if you look at verse 20, Jeremiah says, my soul still remembers and sinks within me. His, his heart sinks as he surveys the city, as he sees the destruction and he sees the suffering of his nation, his heart sinks. And I would say over the last month, it, it seems that every time we look at the news, our heart sinks within us, doesn't it? And our, our, we, we hear some report and, and, and we get kind of a sinking feeling. Well, Jeremiah's heart sunk as he looked at his nation and as he looked at his city and all of the devastation. But then look at verse 21. But then I, this I recall to my mind, and therefore I have hope. Now verse 21 to verse 26 are the only bright spot in the book of Lamentations. And, and we looked at these verses the last time we were together in Lamentations, but they're, they're worth looking at uh, again. And I want you to note here what Jeremiah does. Jeremiah shifted his focus from the circumstances around him, and he shifted his focus instead to God. And he recalls to mind God's character, God's nature. And when he does that, Jeremiah has hope in the midst of all of this tragedy. And I think that's something that we can do. Uh, we, we can, you know, turn off the news, turn off our phones and focus on God and set our, our focus on him and turn our eyes on Jesus, as we just sang during worship, uh, to turn our eyes upon Jesus and to look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And setting our gaze upon Jesus, fixing our eyes upon him. Jeremiah turned his eyes heavenward toward God and, and thought of God's character. And as a result, he became hopeful. Look what he says here, verse 22. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. He, he says it's through the Lord's mercies, that we are not consumed. 
It is because of the mercy of God that we're not consumed. And his, his compassions, they fail not. He says, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God's mercies and compassions, they never fail. They are new every morning. Every morning, God has new mercies for us. He has new compassions for us to get us through the day. God gives us what we need for the day to get us through each day. And great is his faithfulness. God is faithful to us. God is steadfast. That's what that means. God is is steady. There's no shadow of turning with God. He, he He doesn't change. So much has changed for us in the last month. Seems everything's changing. So much is uncertain, but, but God hasn't changed. God is certain. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is the one certainty in our lives, and we are realizing that now more than ever. That He's the one certainty that we have. Verse 24. Look what He says here. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. Jeremiah says, God is is my portion. God is my inheritance. God is my allotment. And my future is in God. And and because the Lord is my portion, Jeremiah says, therefore, I, I hope in him. If the Lord is your portion, uh, this pandemic and the economic downfall, it can't really touch you. Can't really touch it. Touch what our portion, our portion's God. And he's above all of this. Look at verse 25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him and to the soul who seeks him. The Lord is good to those who who wait for him, who who wait expectantly, who are looking to God with, with a certain expectation, watching for God, and the soul who, who seeks Him. Uh, again, it's, it, the idea here is with an expectation. We're looking to God. God is good to that person who waits for Him and seeks Him. It is good. Now look at, look at verse 26. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You know, we're, we're grateful for the, the doctors and the scientists and, and people that are in the front line fighting against this pandemic. And, and at the same time, we're, we're waiting quietly for the salvation of the Lord. We're looking to God to deliver now look, look at verse 27. It is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. What Jeremiah says here is that it, it's, it's, it's better to be disciplined or, or trained by adversity when you're young. So that you learn obedience to God at an early age. And that will keep you from making so many mistakes and save you from so much heartache. 
A few years back, uh, we were studying through the book of Proverbs together as a church, and so many of the Proverbs were written by Solomon to his young son as his young son was entering into adulthood. And as we were studying through Proverbs, there were so many occasions where I found myself saying, I wish somebody would have taught me this when I was 14 or 15 or 16 years old. I wish I would have known these things back then. It would have kept me out of so much trouble and so much pain. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And so he says here, hey, it's, it's good for a man to, to bear this yoke in his youth, to have this yoke put upon him that, that trains him and disciplines him in the ways of God. Now watch what he says in verse 28. Let him sit alone... And keep silent, because God has laid it on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Verse verse 28 is such a good verse for us right now. Use this time to sit alone and be silent before God. Just as Jeremiah says here. I believe God will use this time to do a work in each of our lives, in our marriages, in our families. There's never been a time like this in our lifetime. There may never be another time like this where this yoke has been put on all of us, where we have to be home and we have to be still. Don't fight against it. Press into it. Go with it. And allow the Lord to do a work in this time, in this season. You may never ever have a season like this again. Allow the Lord to do His work. Sit alone. Be silent before Him. Verses 29 and 30 here are are a description of someone showing humility. Someone showing humility. Again, you know, Put his mouth in the dust. This is a person who is, who is bowed down. Someone who has humbled himself. The Bible says, humble yourself. Submit to God. You know, we, sh- we should you know, just humble ourselves before God. Submit to what he's trying to do in our lives. You know, in the book of James chapter 4, verse 10, it says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and, and He will lift us up. And I believe God is trying to do something. God has put this yoke upon us. He's forced us all to, to, to be quiet. To be still. 
He's humbled all of us. Allow Him to do His work. Now look at verse 31, such a hopeful verse. For the Lord will not cast off forever. It's a wonderful reminder here. The troubles we are facing in the world right now are temporary. There will be an end to them. Psalm 30 tells us, though weeping may endure for the night, joy comes in the morning. The morning will come. The dark night will pass. The dawn will break. The morning will come and all of this will be over. Though he causes grief, verse 32, yet he will show compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. He did not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men to crush under one's feet all the prisoners of the earth to turn aside the justice to a man before the face of the Most High or subvert a man and his cause. The Lord does not approve. God does not approve of injustice. Uh, he or Who is he? Now look at verse 37. Who is he who speaks and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? Verse 37 reminds us that that God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Even in the midst of calamity, even in the midst of suffering, God is still in control. God is on His throne, ruling. Only what God commands happens because He's sovereign. In verse 38, Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that woe and well-being Proceed, God God can command woe and he can command well-being. God can command this pandemic to stop. That's why we're praying. That's why we're seeking the Lord. That's why we're asking for mercy. Because he's sovereign and he can speak a word and cause this pandemic to to go down. Why should a living man complain, a man for the punishment of his sins, let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Now, now some people have asked, some people have asked the question, is the coronavirus the judgment of God? And I don't know if it is or if it isn't. But I do know this. Here's what we should do. Verse 40. We should examine our ways. This is a good time for us to just take a personal, spiritual inventory of ourselves. Let us search out and examine our ways. David writes in the psalm, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. David invites God to search him. To search his heart, search his life. And he asks God, show me if there's any wicked way in me. Reveal it to me. We, we should examine our ways. We should ask God to search us. And if there is anything ungodly, if there is anything that is not pleasing to the Lord, we should turn from it. We should repent of it and turn back to God. Look at verse 41. He, he goes on, he says, let us lift our hearts and our hands to God in heaven. That, that's a description of surrendering to God. Verse 42, we have transgressed and rebelled. You have not pardoned. That's confession. 
So we should examine our lives. We should repent of things that are not pleasing to God. We should turn back to God. We should make a renewed surrender, a renewed commitment to God. We should confess our sins. We should ask God to forgive us of our sins when when we realize those sins in our lives. The Bible says if we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. And what Jeremiah prescribes here is very similar to what God instructed his people to do in 2 Chronicles 7.14, a a verse that many Christians are, are quoting these days. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And our land needs, needs healing right now. Our nation, the world needs healing. And, and in that verse in Second Chronicles 7.14, God says, if, if, if my people, if God's people, not the, not the non-believers, he's not talking to non-believers, he's talking to believers, if my people... If we humble ourselves, if we pray, if we seek his face, if we turn from our wicked ways, God's promise is he will hear our prayers, he will forgive our sins, and he will heal our land. There are many, many people right now that are praying for revival, that are praying for spiritual renewal in our nation as a result of this pandemic. And Revival, spiritual renewal, it it begins with the people of God. It always begins with with believers. It begins within the church, among believers. And and it goes out from there. And and this this is what it looks like. Just as what Jeremiah is describing here, this idea of of uh, examining our lives and repenting of things that are not pleasing to God and turning back to God and renewing our commitment to God and confessing our sins to Him. That's a spiritual revival. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're asking for. And it begins with God's people doing that. Now, Jeremiah here, he, he says this because his nation is under God's discipline for their sin. That, that's why they needed to take these steps. In verse 43, he goes on to say, you have covered yourself with anger, God's, God's anger against that nation, against Judah, and pursued us. You have slain and not pitied. You have covered yourself with a cloud that prayer should not pass through. Our sin separates us from God so that he does not hear our prayer. He's listening for the prayer of repentance. He's listening for the prayer of confession. You have made us an offscouring and refuse in the midst of the peoples. All of our enemies have opened their mouth against us. Fear and a snare have come upon us. Desolation and destruction. My eyes, verse 48, my eyes flow and do not cease without interruption. Now now we begin here again to see Jeremiah's heart for his nation and for his people as he sees the destruction that has come upon his nation. 
That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. Thanks for joining us as we learn from the Book of Lamentations together. This book can be complex, but the writer was very clear when he wrote that the Lord is faithful even in the midst of trials and tribulations. Put your hope in the living God, and He will meet you where you're at. If you'd like to hear this message again or more teachings from Pastor Dan, we invite you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. There you'll have access to our library of previous messages, available to listen to online or download to take with you on the go. That website again is calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Each time we post a new teaching, you'll get a notification and be able to listen right away. We'd like to take a moment to ask you to partner with us as we continue to build this ministry. God is using programs like Ring of Truth to share the message of the gospel through a virtual mission field. Now, more than ever, people are being reached through radio and online teachings. We're so glad we can be a part of it, and we're eager to see where God will take us next. Would you join us in seeking God's will for this ministry? We know God listens to the prayers of His people, and we appreciate you partnering with us in this way. Thanks for joining us today. In our next edition, Pastor Dan will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of Lamentations, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes Rings true.